1: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The
0: Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser.
1: Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today's episode marks episode 353 of this year, marking Friday the 18th of December of the year 2020. On this day in history, in 1892, Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky's ballet Nutcracker Suite premiered in St. Petersburg in Russia, now the world's most performed ballet after a hasty rewriting of its first version, which featured a 30-minute testicle booting sequence in which a delicate ballerina in one point shoe and one compie boot swing-kicked a man with a rat head right in the nadzlets 162 times, which is to say 5.4 times a minute. Point four is where it really stings, apparently. Mass protests and cries for censorship arose and the sequence was erased after 40% of the men who witnessed it fainted in the theatre, leading to the classic children's ballet we all know and love today. And in 1774, on this day, Empress Maria Theresa expelled the Jews from Prague, Bohemia and Moravia, continuing the historical process of seeing how many delicious layers of diaspora cake the Jewish culture could fit on its holy fork. And in 1935, on this date, Don Bradman scored 117 in his debut Sheffield Shield cricket match for South Australia in an innings and five-run win over his old team, New South Wales, earning himself the title of Bullshit Bradman, Betrayer of New South Wales which he still holds to this day. Your guest today on the podcast is returning favourite, recently rediscovered Royal and ex-disgraced Home Secretary, John Luke Roberts. Welcome back to the show.
0: Hello. Thank you very much for having me. I should point out I'm not an ex-disgraced Home Secretary. I'm a disgraced ex-Home Secretary. I am still disgraced. Um, Many times over, actually, many times over.
1: Well, today you'll be bringing us all the latest in constitution news, the only way we know how we can punish the royals as and when we do. But first, some headlines of stories we won't have time for. In the news today, paparazzi are surrounding the newly built high-tech security dragon-birthing wing of the Central London Hospital as Piers Morgan's unheimlich pregnancy proceeds apace. Doctors and mad scientists are being summoned to see if their skills might be applicable to this unprecedented and appalling cross-species impregnation situation. Many report seeing even hardened mad scientists leaving the ward in tears, or with the wide shocked eyes of those who have seen that which the mind of man was not designed to see. Bookies and pundits are currently laying odds on who will have the honour of ushering in whatever horror Mr Morgan spurts forth from his horrifyingly distended abdomen in the next few days. Current odds are with Richard Frankenstein, a descendant of the famous Dr. Victor Frankenstein, who at last year's mad scientist convention merely cackled wildly at Slurm Corps exhibit of a fully functioning man-shaped homunculus made out of sentient screaming slug matrix. Uh, what's your odds on who will be the scientist who's going to deliver the baby, John Luke? if we can indeed call it a baby.
0: My (laughs) reckoning is it probably won't be a mad scientist, it will probably be a mad midwife, um, who don't get nearly (laughs) enough credit.
1: (laughs) Meanwhile, as chaos reigns around the world, concerns about Santa Claus's delivery schedule are being raised in classrooms and children's beds around the world. How will he get around the world in a single night if he has to quarantine for two weeks between each home? The glitch in the space-time continuum, who might be able to give us the answers, is refusing to comment, still waiting on a judgment regarding his threat to uh, go on strike at the end of this year. But the North Pole has issued a statement in response saying, much as with our constant surveillance and social credit points system, we ask children to accept the gifts we bring without asking too many questions about their provenance. The answer is always either the unwholesome marriage between consumer capitalism and the military-industrial complex or, quote, the Christmas spirit, end quote. How do you think Santa's going to get around the world in a single night this year, John Luke?
0: Well, he is, of course, a clause... So he will be able to do it simply through a series of conjunctions.
1: <laughs> uh, what's the legal definition of an underwater Santa?
0: Uh, I don't know. What is the legal definition of an underwater Santa?
1: A subclause.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: I just made that up off the top of my head. <laughs> and
0: under what circumstances is that legal definition used? When,
1: when, when Santa Claus is delivering to the octopus people underwater.
0: Wow, they must get loads of presents. They've got eight stockings each.
1: <laughs> That's all the time we have the headlines of stories we do not have time for because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now because you can't be what you can't buy. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. Uh, Which means my father dressed up as Santa Claus as a sort of a kinky Christmas cosplay. Uh, because the next line is that they didn't want to be seen or they didn't think they were being seen in which case, given they haven't told me that Santa isn't real they are tricking a child into believing their mother is having an extramarital affair with a centuries-old billionaire philanthropist which undermines my feeling of security at home. If you've just been confronted with the sight of your mother kissing what may or may not be a strange man you'll want to keep creeping all the way to the tap and get yourself half a glass of water. Half a glass of water. You can drink it to ameliorate your shock or you can throw it on your randy parents like breaking up a pair of horny cats. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Front Facing Cameras, the opportunity to see segments of your parents' faces close up from angles you'd not anticipated. Are you excessively warm in your long-sleeved shirt? Is your button-up collar choking the moisture out of you? Do you have really sexy wrists? Try half a glass of water. T-shirts. Available now on all good The Bugle Podcast website merchandise pages. And that's your ad section for today.
0: The last post.
1: Now it's time for your top story. Top story today: Constitution news. John Luke Roberts, you are in the Constitution in many ways. Mm. Uh, what's happening in the world of the Constitution right now?
0: Well, it's quite so. Uh, for this, we need a little bit of background. The UK Constitution is an unwritten Constitution. It's never been written down. We briefly had it. It was br- briefly drawn in the 18th century, and the Constitution <laughs> at that point was uh, It was sort of an image of John Bull, the personification of Britain. Um, with a carrot up his bum. It, uh, so it was a bit confusing. I think originally it had been meant to be a political cartoon about the carrot tax that they'd introduced, but it got uh, misappropriated, used the constitution. That was there for a while until it was accidentally um, uh, flushed.
1: Well, a carrot up the bum is one of those odd situations, very rare, in which punishment and a reward are the same thing and the carrot and the stick are essentially <laughs> united at last.
0: That's absolutely right. And may I say, as a disgrace for secretary, I've always responded better to the carrot than the stick but if you really want me to get uh, get going uh, use both
1: well the thing is if you put too many carrots up your bum you can see really well out of your asshole.
0: I <laughs> just think of what all those snowmen are smelling <laughs> 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 so an unwritten constitution that means that basically all of the judges of the country or the law anyone in the legal profession has to walk around remembering at all times the constitution because it doesn't exist in written form so it's a, it's a huge effort of it's a huge tax on the mind um, is obviously distracting them from doing the other things uh, that they would would be trying to do um, so it, it means that that's why our legal profession isn't very good because they're remembering the Constitution all the time and expending a huge amount of imagine a lot of different servers computer servers around the world being used to power a central you know calculation that's what the legal profession here has had to do
1: so you're saying that the Constitution is Bitcoin
0: yes the Constitution is is Bitcoin. But not actually, figuratively, the Constitution is Bitcoin. The Constitution, of course, precedes Bitcoin. So what you should really be saying is Bitcoin is the Constitution. <laughs> um, and they should use those servers to, to do it, I think. I think that might save on some of the the legal trouble. Now, other countries have had a written Constitution. America has a written Constitution. It was written by some slave owners and some colleagues of slave owners. Uh, changed a bit over the years to make it okay to still have guns. But we have not up till this point had... A written constitution and the exciting news is Queen Elizabeth II has announced that she has written a constitution what? but she's not letting anyone see it
1: <laughs> uh,
0: that's it she says I've got it I've got it here I've tucked it down my skirt so you're not you're not going to get it because I'm the Queen and that would be uh, treason so um, but I'll let you know if you go if you do something unconstitutional and only I know because only I wrote it yeah.
1: Well, she's sort of put herself. So exciting. Yeah, very exciting. She's put herself in a position of power, uh, and also re- refusing to engage or comment on any pol- politics. She's put herself in quite a difficult place there, but this might be the solution mm-hmm. that she can just say it's in the constitution and it's not her opinion at all.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's sort of it. She's been this figurehead. She's been in many ways has been the constitution has been the representative of the power of the state but now she gets to actually say you know pass the buck in a way and saying no no the figurehead's in my pants and you can't see it
1: queen can't pass the buck she doesn't carry cash
0: that's true what does she put in a handbag
1: just a lipstick and lube
0: <laughs> right big lipstick then
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that's all the time we have for your top story today because now it's time for your letters to the editor
0: Dear Alice and guest, I have been enjoying your podcast. And I just want to say, how do you remember all those lines? Yours,
1: (laughs) Martin Kemp. Uh, Well, thank you, Martin. Uh, I appreciate uh, your... Martin Kemp. Martin Kemp. Martin Kemp. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I'm so glad that we've decided to open the phone lines uh, nowadays. Often, it's <laughs> difficult to do from my orbiting space station. Uh, Martin Kemp, thank you so much for your question. I am a newsreader. I'm just uh, reporting the facts and a little satire. So I have an auto cue. We have the highest levels of of cutting edge technology here on my space station. I sit in the sauna and read my lines off the auto cue. Oh, I respect
0: you much less.
1: Yours, Martin Kemp. <laughs> Thank you, Martin (laughs) Kemp. And that's all the time we have for your letters to the editor, because it's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to The Last Post. We're here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. A big hello to our listeners in the other dimension with less than two weeks to go until the end of the year. If you have not shared us with your friends on social media platforms, you're a coward without the courage of your convictions. Also, buy a t-shirt. We have t-shirts available. Half a glass of water t-shirts are available on the buglepodcast.com merch page. Your guest today on the podcast was the magnificent John Luke Roberts. John Luke, have you got anything to plug? I do. Ooh.
0: Uh, I'm making a comedy album, or I've made a comedy album, and a composer called John Chambers is currently scoring it and putting all kind of beautiful things behind it. And I'm releasing it with Monkey Barrel Records as a vinyl LP. It's also available as a download, and you can you can you fund me and Monkey Barrel Comedy Club, which has had to shut it. I don't think it's open since March by going to my Twitter page at J. Roberts and finding the link there. I think that's probably the easiest way. It's called "It Is Better." It's beautiful.
1: Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure. The Last Post is an Alice Fraser and The Bugle Podcast's production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at, at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. And that's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Or for one-stop shop of all of my stand-up specials, podcasts, and blogs, sign up on patreon.com slash Fraser for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. I also would like to plug the Live Last Post, which is happening on Sunday the 20th of December. Uh, come along and uh, fill up your Sunday, restfully or usefully, by watching us live Buy tickets at the Bugle Podcast. Dot com. also I had a lady come up to me after a show uh, the other day and she said I listen to the last post every single day I'm a massive fan and I said thank you and she said I didn't know your social media details until this show tweeted it and I thought wait a minute <laughs> if you listen to this show every day you will have heard my social media details 353 times.
0: It's just become background noise because you do it in the same place every time. You should just dot it through the episodes. I mean, it,
1: it genuinely gave me a crisis of existential proportions. Of of it was a, a very clever way to gaslight me. Anyway, the executive producer of this podcast is Christopher Deeskinner. His sub-producer, henchthug, edit-sweet-factotum is the iron fist inside his velvet glove, the inimitable pet hunter. As we always say, good luck to you, Christopher, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.